We are finally, finally back. It's been way, way too long without NBA DFS in my life. I know technically it's only been a week, but feels like an eternity. So super excited to get back into it. In this video, again, we'll be talking about the nine game slate. We had some good size contests, 150K to first and the return from break special, the big tournament. But before we get into all that, uh, the sponsor for today's video, guys, is Prize Picks. Make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. Had a great week over there in XFL. If you guys tailed anything, it was under season week one. I had to smash the unders and made good profit. Would have made another like 500 profit or so if Josh Gordon didn't catch that touchdown. But hey, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, guys, if you're not familiar, it's a player prop site. You build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. So. Want to give it a try? Make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100% match up to $100. All free videos out as well, talking about some props that I do like. And if you're looking for premium content, whether it be for NBA, XFL, or for prize picks, you can check my Patreon. That is linked down below. All right, so let's start it off with Denver and Cleveland. So on the Denver side, we just got confirmation that Aaron Gordon is, in fact, out. But Jamal Murray is back. Reggie Jackson also not on the injury report, so he should be operating as their backup point guard, most likely over Ish Smith. At the top, you have Nicole Jokic, reasonable price point at 11.8K. Not necessarily the best matchup here against Cleveland, but I think he's a fair spend-up at the top. Jamal Murray, 8.7, does feel a little bit pricey. Um, or did he just get added to the injury report? I thought he saw he was good to go. But wait, now it's... Maybe I misread that. Okay, now I see he's questionable. So, well, again, maybe we're getting some, some different uh, reports here. But um, if Jamal Murray plays, he feels a bit pricey. If Jamal Murray misses... You would think they'd go back to Bruce Brown, but now they have Reggie Jackson, so we'd have to keep an eye on the starting lineup there. MPJ feels priced right. Uh, KCP is always kind of just like a nice last piece in. Like his role never really changes. Should play low 30s minutes. But to be honest, like looking at pricing on the slate, DraftKings did a pretty good job. A lot of guys are, are priced up a bit, so there's not a lot of clear like standout plays where you might have to be getting some value plays like a guy like KCP. Um, then Vladko should be picking up the start with Aaron Gordon out. I expect him to play mid-20s minutes. I think he's another uh, fair value play at that price. We've gone to Cleveland. So the Cleveland side, kind of know what to do here. It's, it's mainly the top four guys. But Mitchell at 9-5 doesn't really stand out. Kenny's still have a ceiling game at this price point, of course. I mean, he's gone for 50-plus now in the last three games. Those are the shooting guard eligibility, which is nice. Darius Garland, I expect him to play mid to high 30s minutes. You got no Ricky Rubio, so maybe he plays a little bit more. Again, feels fine. Mobley, 8K, uh, I would say is a little bit overpriced. Jared Allen, 6'6", probably a bit easier to get to. There is some foul risk going up against Jokic, but if he stays out of foul trouble and plays like 36, 38 minutes, I think he's a, a pretty good option there in the mid-range. Again, Rubio confirmed out. Levert should play 25 to 30 minutes off the bench. I think he's another fair value play in the slate. Maybe Chetty Osmond sees a little bit more run with Ricky Rubio out if he wanted to throw a dart on him. Coro, Ben starting, you know, been a little bit quiet of late, but uh, he does have the shooting guard small forward eligibility. Detroit and Orlando, so I think we can get some value in this game. On the Detroit side, you got Jalen Duran status up in the air. We don't know the status of Marvin Bagley either. So if those two bigs are out, I think the guy that stands the most to me probably would be James Wiseman, who in his first game played 24 minutes. We know Wiseman's over a fantasy point per minute guy. I really like him either way, but would like him better, obviously, if those two bigs are out. So Wiseman just the guy that stands up the most to me for value. At the top, you have Bojan at 6'3". If you think the Pistons can keep the game competitive, he is the guy at the highest ceiling. And he's not super expensive. So I like the ceiling in him. I like both guards, too, with Ivy and Hayes. Now, the minutes haven't been amazing on them. But if you get about 30 minutes for both, I think they're they're decent value plays. Both are, you know, not bad point per minute when they're on the court. Isaiah Stewart is kind of just the last guy in for me. 
He's been playing around 30 minutes a game and giving you about 25-ish fancy points. You know, Burks, Diallo, these are guys that minutes, not been amazing, but if they play really well, kind of like they did against Toronto, they can extend them. So they're viable tournament plays. Like Both guys played over 20 minutes in that game against Toronto. Both went for, for pretty big fancy uh, scores. I'm moving on to Orlando. So for the Magic, the only guy in the injury report here is Cole Anthony. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, top end guys, Paolo feels a little bit overpriced here at 7.9. I like the price of Markel Fultz at 6K. His minutes have been bumped up a bit of late, 33, 35, 36. I think partly due to Cole Anthony, but I think he's probably the guy that stands up the most to me. Um, you know, a guy that have the ball in his hands a lot and has shown that ceiling. And I like the matchup for him. Franz Wagner, we kind of know we're getting from him. Most likely low 30s minutes. Uh, a Carter Jr., 5.8K. It's always like a last piece in guy for me. Um, we know we're getting on him. Low 30s minutes, most likely, you know, 30-ish fancy points. I think he's a pretty safe play. If there's no Cole Anthony, I think Jalen Suggs uh, would look a bit better. His minutes have ticked up a bit of late. Production's been a bit up and down, but uh, does the shooting guard eligibility, which is nice. Bogno played the backup five. Gary Harris should continue to start and play mid-20s minutes. That's about it for the Magic. Moving on to Boston and the Pacers. So not a ton standing out for me on the Boston side. Everyone's healthy. Rob Williams in. Jalen Brown back. A lot of these guys are priced up from when they were shorthanded, like Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon. So those guys are a bit tough to get to. Tatum and Brownfield priced right. There's really nothing that stands out to me. If you landed on one of these starters, I'm not going to say no, but there's just nothing that I really like on the Boston side. And the Pacers side, kind of the same thing. Not a ton standing out to me. Halliburton almost 10K. Mm. Miles Turner, 7-2. Yeah, like he does have a ceiling, but I'm not going to prioritize him. Buddy Heald's always kind of in that low to six, low to mid 6K range. Um, McConnell, if he starts again, I have a little bit more interest in him. But um, if he comes to the bench, mm, mm. Aaron Naismith, when he's not chalk, he doesn't do anything. When he's way over-owned is when the game is, is the game where he shoots like 100% from the field. He is only 4K, though. I think he's a uh, fair value play there if he continues to play around 30 minutes. Andrew Nemhard's 3.5. Should see low 20s minutes. Daniel Tice should play the backup five. Probably play about 15-ish minutes. New Orleans and Toronto. So the New Orleans side, you have Larry Nance, probable. So... Him and JV should split the center minutes. Obviously, the ceiling is a bit higher on JV. I was pretty tilted about that last game. Um, I got JV at really, really low ownership. He put over 30 minutes and had a floor game. Like, if you give JV 31 minutes again against the Lakers, his most likely, like, fantasy score is probably in that 40 to 45 fantasy point range. I was really, really tilted about that. Um, got punished for uh, going to a really low-owned good play there in JV. Ingram and CJ, yeah, I mean, I don't love the matchup for them. Price points have gone up a bit on Ingram. He's now 8.9. CJ's 8.2. Not going to prioritize either of them. The wings, nothing really standing out. The minutes went down in Jay Rich and Alvarado with CJ back. He only had 19 minutes for Jay Rich. Alvarado played uh, 24 minutes, not shoot the best. So that's the Pelicans moving on to Toronto. So Toronto got OG and Gary trying expected back. Now, what I want to see here is... Do they stick with the starting lineup of Siakam at the five, or do they stick with Pirtle at the five and maybe move like Gary Trent or like OG to the bench? That's like they might do that. We'll see. So like if Jakob Pirtle starts, I think he'd be my favorite option. I don't think we would see 37 minutes again from him, but if we see like 30-ish minutes from a 5.9k Pirtle, he would be the guy that I would like the best. The top guys in Siakam and Van Fleet both feel a little bit pricey. Scotty Barnes feels a little bit overpriced too. I guess OG and Gary are trying to reasonable. Again, I want to keep an eye on the starting lineup. And then Achua, my boy Boucher, also feel a bit pricey with his team now fully healthy. Memphis and Philly, John Morant almost 11K. 
just a contrarian option for me. Bane and Triple J around 8K. Neither of those guys standing out. I want to see the starting lineup that they go to Clark or they go to Tillman. Both are reasonably priced. 4 or 5 for Clark, 4K for Tillman. So whoever starts, I would definitely have some interest in. It's never an exciting play, but Dylan Brooks is 4.2. Again, there's kind of lack of value on the slate. So a guy that should play over 30 minutes, sure, I have some interest in him. On the Philly side, so a lot of guys have gotten priced up. But this Philly team is like one of the teams that like didn't a lot, a lot of guys didn't get their price points bumped up. So Embiid and Harden both feel like pretty decent spend-ups here. Uh, really like the ceiling on Joel Embiid. Uh, Harden, 9-9. You know, we're going to get big minutes out of him, and he'll do a lot of the ball handling. So both the guys, I think, look pretty good. But I also kind of like the value here for Philly. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, I think are both good plays. The mids of Maxey have bumped up. He's averaging like over 30 minutes over the last five games. Tobias Harris, sub-5K. Should see low 30s minutes. I like the price points on both those guys. I think you can make the argument for a 3.9K D'Anthony Melton, who I know the minutes are all over the place, but if you get one of those games where he plays 30-plus minutes, you'd have a really good game for that salary. So <clears throat> I actually have some interest in some of the value here for Philly. San Antonio and Dallas. So Vassell is still out. Trey Jones is still out. There are some value plays I do kind of like here for the Spurs, but top end, Calvin Johnson. Played him last slate, shot 6 of 20, just no surprise. I've lost infinite money playing this guy this year. He's always viable for tournaments. I do like Zach Collins still. He'll start and most likely play around 30 minutes if the game can stay competitive. That's a big if going on the road against Dallas, basically fully healthy team. So, But if he does, if the game does stay competitive, then Collins looks great. Now, if you think the game blows out, Charles Bassey is a really interesting play here. A good point from a guy playing the backup five. And if everyone jams Zach Collins and the game blows out and Bassey plays like 20 minutes, I think he's a nice leverage spot there at the flat mid price. I do like the guards. Branham, Devontae Graham, both feel a bit too cheap with Trey Jones out. Uh, Malachi Branham should continue to start. And the thing with Branham is he's blowout proof. So if this game does blow out, he will most likely still be in the closing lineup. Devontae Graham's been productive off the bench. Um, only played 22 minutes last game, but he's gone for 20 plus fancy points the last four games. Jeremy Sohan just got... Um, uh, ruled questionable. So if he's out, you could get more minutes for guys like Bates Diop, maybe Doug McDermott. So we can definitely get some value here for the Spurs on this nine game slate. On the Dallas side, Kyrie expected back. He played in the All Star game. So nothing really standing out at the top there with Luka and Kyrie. Christian Wood feels a bit pricey. We'll keep an eye on the status of Tim Hardaway Jr., but I still don't know if it'll do a ton. But you'll see minutes for Josh Green. You'll see minutes for Reggie Bullock, but. There's nothing that stands out for Dallas, uh, at least right now. Oklahoma City and Utah. So Shea, Giddy, we both know have ceilings. 10-5 for Shea, 8-3 for Giddy. Jalen Williams' minutes have been up of late. I expect him to play low to mid-30s minutes. I like Jalen Williams at that price point. He is also very good at getting um, steals. Like the one game we had six steals against the Lakers. Lou Dort is 4.4. Minutes have ticked down on him. He should play mid-20s minutes. I don't know if I can trust the front court. You have so many guys. Now you got Kenrich, you got the other Jalen Williams, you got Sarge, you got JRE. If you want to take a dart one of those guys, be my guest. On the Utah side, so I expect Lord Marketing to be available. We'll see about the status of Colin Sexton, but this is a team I think we can get some value here. It's like Walker Kessler, I like a 5-7. He had that one game where he got in foul trouble and just never came back. But other than that, he's been playing over 30 minutes. So I think he stands out as a really good play. Marketing a 9-4, assuming he plays, I think is a decent spend up. Clarkson feels a bit pricey, but... If Sexton doesn't play, I expect THT to move in the starting lineup. And if that's the case, I really like THT with shooting guard small forward eligibility. Olenek also had a massive game last game, but that was without Lauren Markin. And Lauren Markin expected to be back, but I still think Olenek is a fair play, but don't expect that type of performance again from him. Ochi Obaji, um should play a good amount. 
he's just not the best part from any guy. I think I'd rather go to THT. Or did was the last game? Did they start Abashi? Either way, I like I would prefer THT still over over Abashi uh, if he starts over Sexton. Our right, Golden State and the Lakers. So still no Steph Curry. Andrew Wiggins is not expected to play. So I like the matchup for Poole and Thompson. I just don't love the price points on them. Nine point one K for Poole. Mm. 8.8K for Clay Thompson. Again, right? Like a lot of guys to get priced up. Draymond Green over 7K. Not saying you can't play these guys, but they feel a bit pricey. I think where I would be interested the most is kind of the value. DiVincenzo, Looney, Kaminga. So Looney against a bigger Lakers team probably sees 25 to 30 minutes. I think he makes for a good value. DiVincenzo most likely sees around 30 minutes. I like him. Kaminga, if he starts, I think he makes for a good play. If he comes to the bench, he's a bit riskier. And then I'll mention Ty Jerome on a slate that kind of lacks value. He's played well off the bench. He continues to play, you know, 16 to 20 minutes, somewhere in that range. He's been averaging like 15 to 20 fans once a game. So I think he's a reasonable value play. <laughs> Moving on to the Lakers. So LeBron James is expected to play. Him and Anthony Davis, <clears throat> I think, are viable on the slate. 10-6 for AD, 10-7 for LeBron. I wouldn't call either a priority, though. Um, D'Lo, Schroeder probably can't get to them. I think the guys I like the best would probably be the value plays. And we just got confirmation that Vanderbilt and Beasley will continue to start. So 4.2K for Jared Vanderbilt, who put 28 minutes last game. Like, I think in stuff a stat sheet, I like him. And I like Malik Beasley at 4-1. I think we see probably mid-20s minutes for both. So it's Beasley. It's Vanderbilt. It's going have the most for me on the Lakers side. If you want to, you know, consider maybe got Austin Reeves at 3-2. He should still see over 20 minutes. Mo Bamba played the backup five. We know he's a good point per minute guy. Went for 18 faints points to 16 minutes. That's fine. Finally, Portland and the Kings. So, Damian Lillard's 11-4. Feels like a lot, but he's doing everything for this team. It's a good matchup. So, as long as the game stays competitive, I'm still fine going to Dame. Jeremy Grant is going to play. Simons and Nurkic are both out. So Jeremy Grant should be the number two on offense at 6.9K. I think he's a good play in the mid-range. And then Eubanks and Watford, they're going to split the center position. So they're both fair value plays. And you have this group of sharp, little, reddish, Thibel. So last slate, everyone just played Nasir Little and Matisse Thibel, which I did not really agree with. I was like, why is everyone so confident in those guys? I told everyone on Patreon, just go to Cam Reddish or Shane Sharp for a fraction of the ownership. And Reddish did better. Shane Sharp had a good game. I just didn't understand that. So for me, once again, it's going to come down to ownership with this group of value. Sharp, Little, Reddish, Thibel. If like one of those guys is picking up a ton of ownership, I'm just going to go to a lower own option. Like last slate, everyone played Little, everyone played Thibel. It's like just play Reddish and play Sharp. Now, and if one of these guys picks up way more ownership than the other, I'm probably just going to play the lower own option in tournaments. I think the guy with the highest ceiling probably is Cam Reddish, right? Um, if he can knock down his shots, like he can have a good game. So he's probably got the highest ceiling. But again, that's going to come down to ownership for me for Portland. And finally, the Sacramento Kings, fully healthy. I like Sabonis at 10-1. I like the matchup for him. He should play a ton. De'Aaron Fox playing a ton of minutes, but I don't love the 9.8K price point. The Wings, Herder, Barnes, Murray, all reasonable plays. You know, most, most of the time, one of those guys, whoever struggles the most, gets benched from Malik Monk. Um, you know, we've seen it a couple times be Herder. Like, if you look at these games... Like he got benched here, he got benched here, um, but he's played 39 minutes here, 35 minutes here. So if you get the game where Hurdle plays 35 plus minutes, I like him. Barnes Murray, again, same thing. Um, Malik Monk, if he plays well, should see mid 20s minutes. Always a guy that I've in for tournaments because he'll come off the bench and shuck. But that is going to do it for the video. So it's great to have NBA DFS back at our lives. Like I said, it's been way, way too long. 
I even like went outside and touched grass. I never do that. So I'm excited to just stay inside, play DFS, and that's it. But appreciate you guys for watching as always. Good luck on the slate, and uh, we'll see you all in the next video.